I'm Chris Hagen. For those who don't know, I've been a language coach for many years. In my career, I've taught a wide variety of people from famous singers and radio presenters to doctors, uni students, and yes, even desperate housewives trying to find an English lover. I finally decided to share my thoughts, tips and tricks with the world. Also check out my YouTube channel if you want to see my ugly mush. So let's kick off this podcast with a great jingle. Doesn't matter where you are, in the car or at the bar. Is an anagram of risk. Chris. Hello and welcome to this podcast. I've decided I want one of them chairs that spin around because it'd be nice and dramatic if when I say hello I spin around. He's got to IKEA. I've just got back from Venice. If you saw on my YouTube channel yesterday, I published a video about International Music Day, which I celebrated with some friends in Venice. What is International Music Day? Well, it's the day where people are asked or invited to sing and perform around the world. So in the streets, in front of their houses, wherever they are, they should play music. But the problem is, in Italy at the minute, you can't do that. And so two of my friends in Venice decided to do a little protest, which you can find in the video on YouTube. Go and have a look. Now I want to tell you a nice little story about Venice. When I took one of my relatives, I will not tell you which one because then they will know who they are, to the wonderful floating city, which apparently is sinking. In fact, when you look around, the floors do not look that level anymore. When I took one of my relatives, they saw all these bags and all these wonderful designer things in the street. And they said to me, oh, this is where the wonderful designer Vera Pelle comes from. But Vera Pelle means real leather. She actually thought it was a designer, bless her. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, not that far from Venice and you can actually drive there, go there now. It's amazing. The streets are half empty. And as well, there's not many English people around. So if you want an experience which is more Italian for once, go now. Probably the only benefit of this period. Did you hear what I just said? I said, there's not many. There is not many people. The Mancunian in me coming out. Obviously, that is grammatically wrong, but you knew that already. I hope. Say it right. Now, as I'm sure you all saw, the protest that Sylvia and Giovanna were doing is called Sold Mouths. Now, she could actually say it, just one time she said it wrong, and so we decided to do the little funny clip that you can see in the video on YouTube. But so is one of these words which confuses people. They think, why is it spelled S-E-W but pronounced so? Well, it's just, that's the way it is. And I think it's actually the only word in English which finishes with E-W, where the pronunciation is O. Now, to sew, S-E-W, means to stitch something, to close something with stitches. Like when you have an accident, you go to the doctor and they have to give you stitches, they sew your skin together. Now, sew, S-O-W, also exists, but this is when you plant something. When you put seeds into the ground, you sow the seeds. So, sew and sew, so, so and so, I said three souls, three different souls in the same sentence. Now I'm confused. So, so and so have two totally different meanings, but the pronunciation is the same. But obviously the spelling is different. S-E-W is to sew with stitches. S-O-W is to sew with seeds. Let's have a look at the past tense of these words. Let's start with to sew, the one from the video of the protest in Venice. Sold mouths. So, what's the past tense of sew? So, S-E-W. Do you know? Well, the past tense of sew, S-E-W, is sewn. 
S-E-W-N, and the participle is sold, S-E-W-E-D. And you'll be happy to know that the past tense of to sow, with seeds, the pronunciation stays the same, but the spelling stays with the O. So, sow, sown, sold. So, the pronunciation stays exactly the same. The only difference is sown in the past tense, E when you're talking about stitching, O when you're talking about seeds, and the same with sold. E when you're talking about stitches, and O when you're talking about seeds. But if you're speaking, who cares about the spelling? Nobody knows. As long as you understand that when your friend tells you he had an accident and fainted in the hospital like I did and then had to have his chin sewn up, he doesn't mean the doctor planted seeds in his chin. Even if a man walking around with flowers growing out of his chin is a lot nicer than some of the beards you see these days. Or flavour savers. They always remind me of the book The Twit by Roald Dahl. Have you read it? I read it when I was a kid at school. What's that sound? Oh, it means Kelly's back. G'day, Kelly. Coming to you live from Australia. She's not really, she's here with me. But that music really gets you in the mood for Australia, don't you think? So now it's time for part two of the questions with our token Australian, Kelly. The first question is from Marco, who's Italian and lives in London, who is the founder of B Comedy UK. If you don't know who they are, go and check out our free magazine online, Cirque Magazine, totally free. Go and download the PDF so you can read the interview with them. So let's go over to his question. Marco. Is it true that all the koalas have chlamydia? Sounds like we're just woke him up or got him out of bed. Is it true all koalas? <laughs> is it true all koalas have chlamydia? I understood. Is it true all kamalias? <laughs> Thinking every girl called Kamalia has chlamydia. <laughs> I have a friend called Kamalia. I don't oh, wow. think she has chlamydia. I need to ask her. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that this is a, like a concept that became very popular uh, around the time that Justin Bieber visited Australia. <laughs> so. I've, got, I've got visions of Justin Bieber having sex with a koala. <laughs> That's it. That's In awful. Fact, it was all over the to tabloids that it was like, Justin Bieber got chlamydia in Australia. <laughs> From a koala. <laughs> <laughs> And from then onwards, everyone was like, do koalas have chlamydia? Can I catch no, chlamydia? No, Justin Bieber had it, probably. <laughs> it's just this Hello, Justin. Uh, he was holding a koala and it peed on him. Uh, and then he had to get tested for chlamydia. And it was all over the news. They were saying, ah, Justin Bieber has caught chlamydia in Australia from a koala. <laughs> okay, and so there were a lot more questions about catching chlamydia from koalas. The answer is that I really don't know. Maybe they do. Or maybe <laughs> Justin Bieber just had chlamydia it. and wanted to pretend he got it from a koala. Exactly. Could have been a scapegoat. Uh -huh. Who knows? This next question is from Alessandro in Rome. So when I went to Australia, they told me they used to check inside their shoes for snakes or spiders. Is this true? Yes. Yeah, so again, if you live in Sydney or Melbourne, no, you won't do it. So but this is why you don't wear shoes. <laughs> It's true, it's a risk. Now we've understood. <laughs> no, but uh, living in Brisbane, which is in the north, well, it's a central north um, of Australia, we did used to check everything for uh, for spiders, essentially. Not necessarily snakes, but spiders. We have something called a um, redback spider, and it's a very dangerous spider. Does it have a red back? House. Mm, yes, it does. Okay. Yeah, it looks like, it almost looks like the shape of Australia. <laughs> oh, a little nice. red, a little red mark on its back. Mm -hmm. Yes, but they live around the house. They love to live in people's houses, uh, and especially around, um, I don't know, outside areas. So when you leave your shoes at the door, uh, you have to make sure that they don't go inside. So yes, the the general rule is to pick up your shoes, flip them upside down, and to bang them against the wall, and then to put them on. Not against your <laughs> wife, against the wall. <laughs> yeah. 
And sometimes uh, you would forget to do it. You'd put on your shoes and you think, oh God, I hope this wasn't the day that <laughs> too a spider's late. gone in. <laughs> so here is the second question from Alessandro. He sent two as well. Hi, I would like to know uh, a real cliche about South Africa and Australia. Thank you. So cliches about South Africa. And Australia. And Australia. Okay, um, I can think of a funny cliche that combines the two. Basically, ah, okay, the, perfect. Yeah, the, Kill two birds at once, though. The cliche of um, the South Africans that migrated to Australia was that they're filthy rich. <laughs> This is the, the like stereotype that they have. No, you wouldn't be working for me if you were. <laughs> no, of course not. Mm. Um, but they have this, this concept that all the people who came from South Africa and came to Australia are like these very rich people that live uh, only in their own communities uh, with massive houses. <laughs> and it's not true? Well, uh, to be honest... It has a bit of truth in it, in the sense that a lot of people who moved over were ones who could afford it. And because you're coming from um, a very underdeveloped country to a quite a developed one, uh, because of the exchange rate, I mean, you had to have a lot of money in order to make it uh, to Australia. But I mean, it's not, of course, not always true. Yes, and so when you say you're from um, South Africa and you live in Australia, the Australians go, oh, okay, you're one of those. Are <laughs> you one of those? <laughs> You're rich. Okay, next question. Kerr from South Korea. Hi, this is Kerr from Yangju, South Korea. Which are the best unknown places to visit in Australia and South Africa? Okay, so the best unknown places to visit in South Africa and Australia. Okay, uh, so to be honest with South Africa, I'm not too sure where the best unknown places would be. Um, I would probably say, of course, the, the game parks, which are also called the safaris, are always a really good option. Um, I would suggest, uh, if you can, not to just visit the, the game park, the safari Because everybody does it normally. Yeah, well, not just visit it for the day, but try and find accommodation in the game park. Oh, okay. uh, so you can usually find accommodation. Uh, you can rent out, uh, I don't know, a little house or something on the land. I would, I would uh, recommend that because... Uh, when you do that, maybe you can hear the noises of the animals at night time. Um, so you're more immersed in it rather than yeah. just going around in a, in a truck. For exactly, a yeah. And so early morning, late at night, that's when you start to hear the noise of the animals. And also you can you can take the car maybe at night time and see something different. You can wake up next to a giraffe. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> Or maybe a lion. <laughs> maybe some hyenas. Uh, someone you picked up at the bar. <laughs> so I would recommend that for, for South Africa. Uh, it's not really a hidden place, but it, it's just a recommendation. Um, As for Australia, well, there are a lot of places. I guess it depends what you want to see. Uh, if you want to see a lot of wildlife, definitely go to the north of Australia. As I said, everything's a lot more wild there. Uh, well, they have no more... shoes. So, yeah, no shoes. You don't have to bring any shoes with you. Uh, mm -hmm. So you can save the luggage space. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and there you're more likely to see, like, I don't know, some crazy pythons or some crocodiles, saltwater crocodiles, <laughs> sharks. <laughs> um, otherwise, uh, an unknown place. Hmm. Well, I'd have to say where, where I used to live was quite beautiful. Um, the Sunshine Coast, which is uh, near Brisbane, but a bit mm. more north, maybe two hours but north. But Brisbane of... is on the east coast, you said. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly, on the east coast. Uh, there, it's, it's not as touristic as um, the Gold Coast, for example, which is a lot more commercial. Mm -hmm. uh, instead, 
It's very laid back. There are a lot of beautiful beaches. It's not so expensive. You've also got the inland area, which is really beautiful. There are some nice mountains. They're called the Glasshouse Mountains. Uh, mm -hmm. They're really nice. Uh, and there's also another mountain called Mount Pomona. So while you can climb the mountain, you've got a beautiful view uh, of, of like a, a beautiful area. So I would recommend that. Uh, also Stradbroke Island, which is a little island just off the coast uh, of Brisbane. Uh, so if you find yourself in Brisbane, it's worth the day trip or maybe the weekend. Uh, basically, you go from the city a little bit uh, out of the city and then you catch a ferry over to an island and it's catch really beautiful there. <laughs> I, a ferry. This is staying in the podcast. I understood a ferry. You have to catch a ferry? Yeah, ferry. It's called a ferry. This is what we call the boat that takes you from... I mean a ferry. Yeah, oh, okay, a ferry. Okay, got your accent straight. Okay. <laughs> Imagine going across on a ferry. <laughs> Poor Tinkerbell. God. So go on, yeah, on the so. ferry, you go where? Yeah, you go, you catch the ferry, it's only in about mm, maybe less than an hour. And then you're on an island, it's really, uh, really beautiful, really natural. You have kangaroos there. And can you stay there as well? Yeah, you can stay there. You can go camping there, you can stay in a cabin, or you can rent out uh, a house or an Airbnb. Uh, and it's really beautiful. A lot of different features. You have a bus system there. Uh, it's really nice. I have to say there's a bus system because it's not always a bus system in Australia. <laughs> It is a nice place, it really is, it's really nice. Next two questions. Hi, I'm Laura Gifford from Nashville, Tennessee, and I met Chris over Frico. It's true. Go and check it out online. Frico, it's delicious. And I'm wondering, do you like Vegemite? A very serious question from Laura there. And the second one is? In the US, we've only heard a few Australian exports, but being from Nashville, I'd like to know who locals think are the greatest Australian bands. All right. Um, Vegemite, it's delicious. It's so good. No one will agree with me. But, but is it the same as Marmite? Yeah, it's the same. It's, it's almost rank. the same. It's the most disgusting it's thing ever. so good. But you have to get the ratio right. That's the secret. You have to have like the I good portion. I got time portion. to get ratios right. <laughs> you have to get the good portion of butter versus Vegemite. And, uh, and you mix it together. Best. Yeah, of course. You oh. have to. You can't have it alone. That's the secret. <laughs> no, so you have to get the ratio right. If you do, it's fantastic. It's super good. So yes, I love Vegemite. And in fact, I brought, I always bring it with me when I go abroad. <laughs> and you don't get arrested at the airport. No. <laughs> That's not something <laughs> you can blow away. up a bank with. It doesn't look. <laughs> but is it different from Marmite? No, it's not very different. In fact, I always grew up with it because in South Africa, we have Marmite. Right. So when and it's we, identical, just yeah, a different name. Yeah, it's very, very similar. Yeah, it's very similar. Mm. You you won't notice the difference. Both as um, disgusting as each other. <laughs> yeah, so I grew up eating Marmite, but then I sw I swapped to I switched to Vegemite at some point in my life <laughs> and didn't go back. And you didn't know the difference probably if it was the same <laughs> thing. And the second question she said was about the the biggest ah, export the bands. the bands. Go on. Ah, okay, okay. Um, so speaking about bands. We have a really interesting and unique um, taste in music. It's a bit different from... As opposed um, to Vegemite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, um, our music is its similar to kind of maybe American beachy style music, I would say. Um, we're really well known at the moment for Tame Impala. Uh, this is never an Australian band. You've never heard of Tame Impala. Uh, tame, like taming an animal? Yeah, like tame, which means it's the opposite of, I don't know, savage. Or, okay. Yeah. Tame Impala. Impala, which is Impala. Impala, yeah, which is an animal in South Africa or Africa in general. It's like a mm. deer kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it's really nice. It's kind of like a psychedelic beach music. It's really, it's really good. Mm, do, you think, um, do you think I'd like it since I like K-pop? Yeah, K -pop? I think you would. Well, 
It's obviously not K-pop, but it's really likable music. Why does everybody laugh at K-pop? What's so wrong with K-pop? <laughs> well, mm. I think the good thing about Tempal is it sets a scene. So if you're going out, if you're in a good mood and you just want to listen to music while you're at the gym or you're taking a walk, it's really, it like sets a good mood. There's two vibe. things wrong with that. In a good mood and going to the gym for me. <laughs> <laughs> the gym for me is the stairs in the house. It's enough. So um, you, you'll let me listen to these later. And yeah, the, another one? And another one uh, would probably be Angus and Julia Stone. They're a bit old now because they're not really producing more music, but they have old a Old as in what? Because you're young. So go oh, on. I would say Offend no me more now. than 10 years, no more than five years. But how old are they? They're quite young. They're oh, young. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You it's saved still yourself modern, but there. I mean, they're not... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, um, Angus and Julia Stone, they're beautiful, um, a beautiful group. Uh, mm-hmm. They they had one song called Big Jet Plane, which was international. Uh, it was very well known. The title sounds familiar. Yeah, you'll know it. You'll know it. Definitely. Mm. Uh, but they have a, a lot of other songs that are really nice. Uh, they recently released one called Chalet, mm-hmm. which was really nice. Uh, or Snow. Uh, I'd recommend them. They're really nice. And these both bands are from Australia? Yeah, they're both Australian bands. Okay, and let's go to the last and most serious question. It's from Yanitz in Ljubljana. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Chris. I like wines and I was wondering uh, which wine, when you get drunk, gives you a bigger headache. The one from Australia or the one from South Africa? Very serious. <laughs> All right. Um... I would have to say the one from Australia, um, mm. just because we have a lot of really cheap wine. No surprise. Uh, and that's because we have really high taxes on wine. So if you buy a wine for, let's say a bottle of wine for five euros. Only? Uh, in Australia, probably the cost of production would have to be about, I don't know, 50 cents in order uh, for them to charge such a low price because mm. the rest would be uh, taxes. So uh, even if you pay five euros, the wine that you get is probably really, really low quality. Um, obviously not all Australian wines, but the really cheap ones you get uh, are a little bit crazy. For example, we have one that comes uh, in a big box mm. uh, and it's kind of like a big ball. It's not actually ball. even in a bottle. Mm. Uh, and this wine actually says it contains traces of eggshells and fish. Wow. <laughs> so. The quality is really uh, questionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once you've had some of that, especially when you're young and you don't want to spend a lot of money on wine, a lot of people drink this kind of wine and the next day you want to die. Not it's surprised. really, really, really bad. Mm. Um, otherwise, in South Africa, I'm not really sure, to be honest. Uh, I definitely have more experience with Australian wines. Mm, because if you spend more time in Australia, I'm sure you've been drunk more times in Australia than in South Africa. Unless your parents were giving you alcohol until the age of five, which I doubt. So thank you, Kelly, for answering these questions. I hope you're all more well-educated now on Australia. And I'll see you all next week. Jingle! And let's go by my spinning chair now. Doesn't matter where you are, in the car or at the bar. For you comes in your ears Another word for things is cheers Here's the new kid from the block Here for you around the clock Shining on his English lips Chris Is an anagram of risk